welcome to the Boku Talk podcast. Like, this is us. This is um, Aisha. I'm Fiona. Like, we're doing things um, really different now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's restart oh. that. You know, we have to restart that. It's fine. Do you know? Do you know what the good thing about this is that obviously we can actually edit this bit out, so it's fine. Oh, so this isn't recording live. No, 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 no. Can't do that, it? So you good. But yeah, so welcome to the Boku Talk podcast. I'm Aisha. I'm Fiona. And yeah, this is like the new way of doing things, obviously, because Miss Rona won't leave us alone. So mm. we've got to do things by Ah, you had the opportunity there, sis. You what, had what, what was you gonna say? Miss Rona won't leave us alone. Mm. Alright, cool. You said, it. you said it. Listen, bars. Bars what? What? What did yeah. I tell you lot? Okay, <laughs> coming out soon. I've been telling you a lot. Oh. But yeah, guys, like today's episode is going to be really different. You know, usually me and Fiona come at you with the jokes, the laughter, but you know, we have to take it down a bit and really just speak about something that's quite, I'll say, dear to everyone that is Sheridanian. I feel like everyone has a connection to it. So yeah, Fiona, you can add to that. So before we continue, I'd like to introduce our guest. So welcome. Oh, hello, guys. I'm Fode, and I'm 22, and I've never been interviewed before, so I don't know what to say too much, but I'm just excited to be here today. No, Aww. don't worry. We're not going to come in that jewel. you. Just be you, man. Yeah. Just like, do you, Fode. You got this. Don't worry. You, you got, got this, Fode. But yeah, so um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I think around two weeks ago, we um, we posted on our Twitter and our Instagram about um, speaking to people that had ex- had some sort of experience during um, the Civil War back in the 90s, right? So um, we actually did reach out to Fode and um, he actually has a connection there. He experienced it. So that's what today's podcast is going to be about. We're speaking on, you know, the trauma of war, how it affects mental health, all of that. And we just want people to, especially people from the Salon community, to just really understand from, like, another perspective of how, you know, it can be. So, yeah, Fode, like, talk to us about, um, you know, was you born in Sierra Leone? I was. I was born there. I was born in London, in Freetown. Mm -hmm. And the main reason I'm actually in England is because of the war. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have actually probably still been in Syria. That war was like that war was terrible. Like I'm actually happy to be alive. I think I told you guys in the DMs yeah. how I could have been dead right now. Mm. Like, should I just get? Should I go straight into the? I was, I was gonna say like let's um like go in stages because and obviously speak on whatever you're comfortable about. Like we don't want to like force anything out of you. That's not what this is about. But um. If you don't mind speaking on it, like, what do you remember? Like, what was it like that first day that you woke up and you realised, wait, hold on, we're actually in a war right now? You know what? I was actually a baby. So I don't remember a lot, but I remember that there's vivid images that I have. Like, I do remember one time being on my mum's back when she was carrying me and she was running past stray bullets. Wow. Like, People were shooting and my mum was running for her life and I was just on her back. Like, my mum's been through a lot with me, so sometimes, you know, when I get rude to my mum and I argue with my mum, I feel so bad, man, because she, could, she put her life at risk to protect me. Wow. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's actually... It's, it's crazy, because, like, whenever, like, I see... um. I think, actually, no, whenever people think of Sierra Leone and the war, they automatically just go to blood diamonds and, like, mm. forget that. Hold on. Although I guess there is some sort of, you know, reality to what they were showing us, yeah, there's people that actually went through it. Like, it's not a joke. It's not a film, a Hollywood film mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio. People went through this. So you said that you was a baby. Mm-hmm. So, like, for how long was you in Sierra Leone? until you actually moved to the UK and what was that experience like from when you was a you know a baby or from what maybe you can remember your mum saying to you? Um, I remember when I was two this is like when the war was happening we actually got um, well my family because my dad lived in England 
and my grandma and dad were in England. So they were able to afford to get us to go to Gambia first to like be evacuated. And then we came to England the year after. So it was just because I was young, I didn't have many connections with people back there. So I didn't, it didn't bother me. Like now when I'm older, all my family members ask me, when are you going to come back? When are you going to come see us? And I don't know them like that to mm. want to go back. Like Can I haven't I been them? back since I've left. Yeah. Can I ask, how old was you when, when you left there? Two, two and a half going three. And you I remember like stuff. Real, you was a real baby, like, Papa. Yeah, man. Imagine being a baby. You don't know what's even going on. Like, obviously, yes, you do have some sort of idea, but you're you're because because you obviously haven't experienced life prior to that moment. You're maybe did you do you think maybe you was thinking like, oh, is this normal, or did you have yeah. anything that actually? Well, there you go. Makes sense. Like, I I, I don't remember being scared. Mm. Apart wow. from the stories my mom's told me, which I'll tell you guys later, but I do not remember being scared. Do you have any memory of your life prior to that? I remember when it was my birthday one time, my mom bought me a robot from this toy, and then when it started walking to me, I ran away because I was scared. Well, I'll probably I probably <laughs> <laughs> And I remember bicycle I had, and I remember going behind the back of the compound to wee in the bush. I remember all of that stuff somehow. Mm-hmm. So like, that's really all I remember. Oh, wow. So like, in terms of like Sierra Leone, yeah, what yeah. do you remember? Like, You said that you were, you were from Lumley, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because if you go to Lumley now, you know, you see the beach there, you see the restaurants and the hotels and stuff, like on that entire strip. So... During that time, from what from what you can remember, what was it like? Like, is it that you'll see you're waking up and you're seeing um like people on their trucks and stuff, or soldiers, or what? What do you remember? If you don't mind us asking that, I don't actually remember too much about seeing people like um on on the streets like rebels and stuff. Mm. I don't remember too much of that. I actually. Don't remember too much apart from what my mum's told me. Because I think it was one of those ones where, as a kid, so much was happening, I couldn't keep a lot of information in my head because there was probably just too much going on. Too much going on. Did you, when you came over, did you you have any sort of like... um, was there some sort? Did you did you have any help for like the the trauma that you guys went through? Like, did you go through any sort of routes of therapy or treatments or anything like that when you came over here? I wish I did, you know, because only recently, while being at uni, I found that I've got anxiety, mm. and I never knew where it was from. I never knew I had anxiety. There'll be times I'll just be randomly chilling, and then my heart starts beating really fast, and I can't breathe. And like, and then he like pass out for no reason, and I never knew what it was. Does it feel like your heart is like speaking inside your body, like it's dropping? Mm-hmm. I know that feeling too well. <laughs> just randomly, it's it's just unprovoked, and it's like you can't breathe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely dealing with like tears and all that. That's much. But yeah, do you wanna um talk us through some of like you know the stories that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, there's one that my mum used to tell me all the time was how I'm actually still alive. Um, so the rebels came to our house and they lined us all up on the um, floor, ready to shoot us all one by one. And they were child soldiers, so they were all excited to kill people. And I was crying, apparently. And one of them was like, shut this baby up or I'm going to kill it. And then my mum was crying, saying, please. Please, no, not my baby. And then I think the general came and he saw one of my aunties and she was a nurse. And she um, like looked after him when he was wounded one time in the past and he recognised her and he said, no, nah, leave these guys alone. So if it weren't for that... Do you know one you thing mean? that I've been told, yeah, like from people that were in the war, a lot of the time, if you're alive, yeah, it's literally because 
someone had mercy on you. Like it, it's it's mm. funny, but even in like I don't want to use it as an example, but even in Blood Diamond, like there were many occasions where someone didn't get shot because oh that person used to look after me or oh no actually that's my neighbor or something or oh, leave that person. Mm. So it just makes you think how oh, like. You mean to tell me it's just because I have that kind of connection with you that you have spared my life? It's it's mad. Like it's it's actually mad. And you being a baby as well, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And even to the fact that like he knew your auntie, like it's not even like he knew your mum. And it was just by chance her auntie was there. Mm. If she wasn't there, or if that guy didn't care, Mm. he would have just killed us all. Would it all been gone? Mm. Wow. Hmm. wow. So like, um, another happened. Did you? Did that when after that happened, is that was it? Shortly after that, you went to Gambay or no? Something else happened again. Yeah. Like, do you want to? Should I tell you guys now? If you're comfortable, yeah, if you're comfortable with, you, with it, yeah. I don't mind because you know I'm alive now, so I can tell it. Yeah. So. Another time, my mum, this is when I said I remembered being on my mum's back, running past bullets. We was running away from rebels, and then there was a wall. We were all climbing over. That's when my mum told me there was like six of us. My mum threw me over first to be safe. And then up, three other people went after me, and then there was two people left. My mum was second to last, and then another woman was last. So the minute my mum jumped over the wall... When the last woman tried to jump over the wall, a soldier clocked her from far away and shot her down. And she couldn't climb over the wall and she was gone. But they didn't see us before her. They just saw her, the last woman that tried to climb over. And I was thinking, imagine if my mom, not obviously RIP to that woman, but if it was my mom that was last, I wouldn't have had a mom either right now. You need to treat that woman right. Honestly, when me and my mom argue, I feel so bad but yeah it's just mom's mom's not to trigger you the most man but right, I, don't I even get me started on that <laughs> it's a truth <laughs> it's a truth but you know you know the ones we just have to think oh this woman has sacrificed mm. a lot you know Damn. you know like Damn. and in your nice. situation it was literally like life or death you know yeah. I, we don't know your mom but I, I can, i'm sure i can speak for, for fiona on this situation but i can say listen like i salute your mother that I really do I salute auntie honestly because I can imagine how it must be having a child a baby at that baby toddler at that and you're in the midst of a war and literally every single time your mum's literally just thinking okay but my baby but my baby she didn't once think oh you know what let me just give my child to someone else and to someone else and save myself she was thinking of you you know she actually rejected that offer as well they offered that yeah, like, no, like, um, one of her aunties wanted her to go to America and leave me in Sierra Leone, and my mum said no. Oof. Nah, that's mad. That is actually so crazy. That is so crazy. Um, Are you in No, I have a little sister, and, like, I, I'm basically my little sister's dad because... Her dad, we don't have the same dad. Her dad's not a really nice guy, so yeah. I look after. I've I've raised my little sister. Like whenever she's been bad, my mom will call me to tell her off because she only listens to me. Mm. And like, yeah, I just look after my sister for my mom because my mom's been through so much, and all she knows is to shout. Because obviously she she was in the war. All mm. she knows is to shout, and shouting doesn't always help. It makes things worse. So because I'm quite calm, I always like tell my sister off in a calmer way to relax her a little bit rather than my mum just screaming at her all the time. Is there a big gap between you and your sister? Um, 10 years. Okay, okay. So she was like, yeah. she was born here. Yeah, she was born in England. She was born in North yeah. London. So, okay, so we've spoken about how life was like in Sierra Leone for you now. So mm-hmm. what was it like that day when your mum said to you, if you have any recollection, okay, we're going to the UK. What was that conversation like? And what was that journey like? And how old were you? I, I don't remember, honestly. I just I just know, I remember being in a taxi ride and then leaving all my friends and all my toys behind in like, the compound and knowing I, well, I didn't know I wasn't going to come back, to be fair. 
Mm-hmm. I had no idea where I was going. I didn't even know what a plane was. So when I was on that plane, landed in London Gatwick, it was, just, it was weird because it was green trees and concrete. And I was like, what's this? Where's the, where's the sand? Where's the dust? I didn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I don't know too much about that. All I know is that one day I was in Sierra Leone, the next day I was in England. Wow. Wow. So like, okay, so we spoke about mental health briefly in terms of like your anxiety in that year. So obviously now you know what it is, like you can put a name on it. But back then, would you say that looking back, you kind of noticed the times where maybe oh something has triggered me and maybe it was because of the war? If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to be really angry when I was young. Like Right now, I live with my grandma because when I was a kid, I used to get into fights. I used to be rude to teachers. I used to be rude to my mum. Like my mum would try to tell me something and I, would, I won't listen to her. I was, I was 12 years old, running out of my house, coming back home at 1am. I wasn't listening yeah. to my mum. And I'll come home. My mum would just be sitting down there with my little sister, crying, thinking, where was I? Sometimes she wouldn't even look at me. I'll just walk straight to my room. Like, and, I, and at that time as well, things weren't that great financially for my mum. And I was getting into a lot of trouble. There was one time I actually threw a stone at someone's window. That was my neighbours, because I was an idiot. And they came and knocked on my mum's door and said she has to pay for it. And obviously my mum couldn't pay for it. So yeah. she was crying. She was, she was very upset. And that's when she said, no, you're going to your grandma. So you've been there ever since? Yeah, it was either going to my grandma or going to Sierra Leone. So, mm. well, my grandma said, let, let him come here. So then I came here in 2010. 20th of July, I remember that day, last day of school. Have you been back to Sierra Leone since? I've never been back because maybe it's part of PTSD. Like, I've always felt like, I've always been too scared to go back and I don't know why. I've never just I've never wanted to go back. I wouldn't uh, yeah, I wouldn't blame you either. Blame. Like because you don't have the greatest memories of Sierra Leone. Yeah. You know, so like, like you said, you, you said that um, you didn't really you know the people that you left there, so it's kind of almost you know. But do you ever feel like there's something in you that wants to go back or I feel like all the times in the past I should have gone back, I've missed too many opportunities. Like when my great grandma wanted me to go back, I was saying, yeah, I'll come next year. Then she passed away. Then when my auntie wanted me to go back, I said next year. Then she passed away. And my great granddad passed away this year. It's like everyone that wanted to see me ever since I left, they're never going to see me again. I'm never going to see them again since I was like two years old. And I feel so guilty because I should have gone back sooner to see them but it's it's too late now like I'll never see them again and they'll never see like what I've become from getting excluded in school to getting like my A-level results getting into uni graduating they would never get to see that can I say something to you <clears throat> see like don't feel guilty because you didn't use the opportunities to go back to see them and they passed that's not, that's completely out of your control. It's not your fault. And provided everything that you've gone through, I'm sure they understand just as much why it would be hard for you to go back there. Like, I've got aunties and uncles and family members that also went through the war. Not even just a war, like, they just had their own experiences growing up in Sierra Leone and they refused to go back and their children refused to go back and their children have never even been there before. Do you understand? At the end of the day, like, it's not, it's not, it's not un- unheard of for you not to want to go back to a place that was that held so much turmoil in your life. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like it's it's definitely a healing process. And for the fact that you said you haven't gone, you never had any sort of like hope towards it. Because this is one thing as well, I think we should really address is the fact that Africans are not used to the concept of therapy. Hell, I am hard hand up right now, I will tell you straight off the bat, I'm somebody that when people used to tell me I should try therapy, I should I told them to shut up because I was like, I'm a mad, I'm not, I'm not a mad person, but I did it. It helped, you know. I don't really 
I'm not here to tell you what you need to do and whatever, but I do feel like seek the help, try it. If you don't like the, like go for one, try it out. If you don't like it, then cool. Because at the end of the day, every single person, all of us have issues. I've got issues. You've got issues. Even though my issues are nowhere near. Like I'm not saying you've got issues like that, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. it's not comparable to anyone. Like we're not all comparable in in terms of our issues. But if we don't identify them, we're, we're always going to feel the way we feel. Like you see how you spoke about your anxiety, and I said to you that I I feel the same way. I found ways to deal with it. Maybe that will be for you. But don't feel guilty because you don't want to. You people have passed away in the time that you you know, haven't been able to heal from what you've been through is very understandable. Like, it's okay. It's very okay. Like, you went through a very, very traumatic time, something that is going to go on in history and something so awful. And I would also like to take this opportunity for anyone that is watching this, that you know what you know about Sierra Leone. Don't be ignorant to always keep talking about blood damage. You you don't know the half of it. And that's why I always get irate. Mm. My friend here, he had a podcast. And he actually banned me from his podcast yeah, because I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I wasn't even supposed to go on there. Like I just showed up at his house and he was recording and they even these stupid friends. <laughs> and they started talking about oh yeah, blood diamond, chopping arms, whatever. And I got so irate. Like when I say I went off and there was like, Fiona, look, we love you, but you can't come back on the podcast because that like, <laughs> was that. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, like I, I get it though because there's so much more to that situation, yeah, than blood diamonds, bro. Like it's it's so annoying. Like I don't, I don't hear it so much now, yeah. But there was a period of time where every single time you say, yeah, yeah, I'm from Sierra Leone, oh blood diamonds, yeah, yeah, blood blood diamonds. Diamonds, yeah. your head like, oh, like, like oh. you know what I mean? And it's it's so irritating because. You're you're making a joke out of something because obviously you know you've watched films and blah 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 yeah but you don't know there's people that are seriously suffering. There's people to this day they're suffering yeah and they don't even realize that they're suffering. The difference between um Fode and someone else is that Fode recognizes that you know what I've got anxiety and you know it's something that I guess I'm gonna work on. There's some people they they've just learned to just deal with it. Serolonians, you know Africans, yeah. Not even, no, no, carry on, because I don't want to... No, I was going to say, like, Africans in general have this mentality of just getting on with it. And Sierra in general, we're very resilient. Like, you can throw so much shit at us, yeah, and we are going to come back ten times harder. But when you're coming back, make sure you're getting help. Make sure you're training your mind. Make sure that you're you're protecting your soul and your spirit, because there's a lot of trauma. There's people... you We have to even bear in mind, yeah, that Fode was a baby, yeah, Okay, so what about his mum? What about other people who were grown adults Bro. that probably still have those images in their heads? People forget about that, you know, and you owe it to yourself, yeah, as, as a human being to deal with your emotions. Just like how if we broke our leg right now, yeah, we'll go to the hospital. We owe it to ourselves to deal with our mental health and to deal with those mm-hmm. things. And again, Africans, this whole stigma, like if, if, you have, if mental health issues means you're mad, it doesn't mean you're mad. We all go through it. We all go through it, but deal with it. Please. I don't know if you think you're No, go on. You still think he was... Listen, you probably was. We all are. Yeah. This is it, yeah? I'm no, it's actually... Listen, the more, the more so we, we go and we normalise these conversations, the easier it's going to be Trust for everyone. Me. You felt your mad bruv, then I guess we're all crazy and all crazy. <laughs> so you don't worry about that. Like, you... Listen... For day, what I'm saying to you, basically, bottom line is, when you get the chance, not now, fam, like, even after this conversation, yeah, message me. I will send you links for all these different, like, mental health trusts and, and ways to go around it. Deal with it now. Because yep. when you have your children, you don't want to mm-hmm. put that on your children. Obviously, like, this is something that's never going to go away. You're going to talk about this with your kids. But... Go down the journey of healing so you can identify it with other people and yeah. be that help to them. Do you understand what I'm yeah. trying to say? And take and your time. Yeah, it's not going to be overnight. And I it's not going to be overnight. It's your very time. hard than you think. It's harder than you think. Because you see the mental health, mental and your physical is two different things. Isn't it? Yeah. Your physical, it will heal. You see your mental, yeah, if you don't put in the work, it's not going to It's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. And it's a lot to take yeah. on because you're going to identify things you didn't even know was there. Like, 
you're saying this anxiety now and I'm not here to tell you you haven't you've got this this and that but like I don't know what if it's deeper than that like I'm not saying it is or maybe it's not even as deep as you think maybe we don't know it could go either way but I've had depression one time as well huh I've had depression as well one time you see you see yeah. You see, and I feel like you know another thing here. Fiona theory in it. Everyone in this like Fiona theory. <laughs> it actually works. <laughs> Bro, listen, me and my mom we've been on Fiona theories all week, you know. But I'm not going to get into that because people yeah. start cutting people off here. So um, my Fiona theory is yeah, yeah. In terms of mental health, I believe every single person um, in this world in this life experiences low mood depression. Period. At one point in your life. You cannot tell me that we're not all going, well, every single person goes through a traumatic experience, whether or not the extent of it is up to them. You know how we're all different. Like, you know like how we all have different pain thresholds? Like, I can take certain pains, but maybe Asha can't, and etc. I feel like the same thing with trauma. What Asha might mm-hmm. see as trauma, I'm, but I take as trauma, it might not be the same thing. That's true. And yeah. because of that, I think it triggers different parts of our minds that makes us depressed. I think every single person goes through depression. And I also believe that a majority of people don't even know that they're depressed. They're depressed. Mm. And I think it's something that we need to talk about. We need to go forward and find the help for it. Nobody's telling you to go and air your business out to every Tom, Dick and Harry that's willing to listen. Talk to a professional, find out some technique. You're not going to be able to do this on your own, period. That's just what that is. And for the, if you do go forward to doing this, try and present the idea to your mum. Because from what I'm hearing, like your mum's an amazing woman. I, I don't know, in the future, I'd love to meet her and hug her. Not that I don't know if she would be, like, open to it. I don't know. But just be like, rah. She really. would. No, oh, but you know, I've had this, like, especially with African mums, like, a lot of the time they just want appreciation because we're not going to get into that. Because you come into a situation, you go through stuff, and then you're just always being served crap. Mm. But I think once you tried it out and you've seen it, it might be easier for her, you to... to put it on a platter and say, mom, why don't you give this to God? You know? And it might help her heal as well. Everyone's got issues. Yeah, I've tried that with my mum, you know. My mum's very stubborn. I think she will come around. Like, if you decide, I really hope Fiona's not frozen. <laughs> but, um, hopefully she's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I really do think that um, maybe if you decide that okay, you know what, let me look into this, and then maybe mm-hmm. she starts to see the effects of you, you know, that's mm-hmm. through like change behavior and stuff like that. Then she'll be able to be like, actually, you know what, maybe this is this is worth a, a go. But she actually needs to see that evidence first. You can't just you know tell someone, hey, you need to go to therapy. They need to see the evidence. So <laughs> once no, you do that, to go to therapy and see how they cost you out there. No, I know it's they will because again, like you know, they always speak. Oh yeah, I'm like me, me not Chris, man. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, you know, no, you're not. and it's okay. <laughs> you need to go therapy. No, you need to go therapy. You need to go therapy. Nah, it's why I'm not mad. Yes, you are. Nah, it's so unfortunate what you went through. But honestly, um, I wanted to mention as well. There was a book that I read called A Memory of Love, but I'm not a now. Mm-hmm. Let me write that down. So basically, yeah. baby girl, she keeps freezing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you made me emotional, yeah, and my one eye is just like just disturbing itself. Anyways, continue, guys. Got an hour, baby. But yeah, basically, the book is about um, this Englishman who goes over there to Sierra Leone after the war to try and help people with their mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Now, everyone in Sierra Leone is like, what? Mental health? We're talking about. So they're not really rating him. And there was one part in the story, yeah? I don't know if you lot can hear me. I feel like I keep breathing. No, we, we can, I can hear you. There's one point in the story where he's discussing it with um one with the surgeon. Him and the surgeon become really good friends, yeah. And there's one point where him and the surgeon are talking about it, and the surgeon's like, "No, no, I lied. It's not the surgeon. It's the head of like mental health or whatever." 
And then the guy was like, what do you hope to achieve when you come here? He was like, I don't know, like, to help people, you know, da, da. he was like, look at everyone around you. He's like, what do you think they're doing? They was like, oh, like, I don't know, living their life. He was like, they're coping. That's what they do. Mm. How do you rebuild after a war? You can't. It's not possible. It's very difficult. Every single person here has, an, uh, has PTSD. You understand? But they're carrying on their lives in the hopes to build back normality. And you come in here with your big terms and you're talking like you've got the cure and you ain't got the damn cure. Da, 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 da. But anyways, yeah, I suggest everyone, and the beauty of this book, it was written by a Syrian woman. I think everyone should read it. We'll put in the, we'll put in the description, yeah? Yeah, it's such Definitely. a good book. Honestly, it's lit. I have it as well. If anybody wants, I'll give. It's cool. I've read it. I don't need any more. But that's a book that talks about the war, the effects of the war and et cetera, like that, and how, you know, people build up. So I just feel like this was a really good episode of Bucket Shop because not only did we talk about, you know, I feel like we've now educated small, small people that were ignorant, talking about blood <laughs> diamond. Right, yeah, that when you do want to comment, take time. She freezing again. Um, no, oh, she's good, she'll, she'll be back, but yeah, I'm just gonna kind of like add on to what I think she's about to say. Um, yeah, it just gives people the chance to just you know be educated on this situation, you know, because it's it's not all about. Blood diamonds, you're back, you're back. Okay, she did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I was it's not say it's blood diamonds. You, you need to be sensitive when you bring up subjects like that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I was gonna say, so for day, so like now mm-hmm. you're you're 22 years old, we're in 2020. Mm-hmm. Even though you know growing up in Sierra Leone wasn't the greatest experience. How would you identify yourself as a Ceredonian? So, like, what? So, if someone's just like, okay, what's your favorite thing about being a Ceredonian? Is that what do you say? I like just, what's your perception of Ceredon now in twenty twenty? I don't have anything specific. I'm just proud of where I'm from. Really, obviously, when I was a when I was born there, it wasn't the best experience, but it was my experience, and it made me who I am today. Like. Like, a lot of people that would have been through the kind of things I've been through in life would have ended up, I don't know, being in gangs, mm. being criminals. But I, somehow, I'm a really calm guy. I don't know how. But I just, like, tame my anger out in other ways. Like, when I make, like, music, like, I let my feelings out when I make my songs and stuff. So I just feel like it's just made me who I am. I feel like if I, if it didn't happen to me, if I didn't come to England... I wouldn't have met the people I met. I wouldn't have been influenced to do the things I do. So everything's happened for a reason. And I'm just happy to be from Sierra Leone, to be honest. There's nothing specific apart from, obviously, cassava leaves, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, potato leaves. <laughs> so, to so what, is that but your favourite placer? It is, but I don't think I can have it too much anymore, you know, because it gives me Ron, Ron Belle. God has not seen <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like some of us look alive, enjoying it. Like my mom's making it right now. Uh, no, I think enjoying it's a spicy. I'm, I'm whitewashed. Pardon? I'm whitewashed now, man. The pepper kills me now, man. I can't, can't do it no more. Ah, oh, sorry. I know, I know. What um tribe are you from? We're gonna get into your your music later, actually, because I I caught onto that. So. Um, but yeah, um, what tribe are you from? Um, Mende and Timini. Oh, oh you're my people. Yeah. Um, I think my mom as well has Connor. Connor is okay. that is that a tribe? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is like got that as well. Yeah. Okay. So I'm mixed race. I'm a mixed race Syrianian. Mixed race, wow, mixed wow. Mixed mixed what's his mixed race? As in your your cocktail? That's what that's what um, Fiona calls yeah. me. She calls me. Yeah, a loads of different tracks from Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. So you can't. I know you, you spoke about this earlier. So you can't speak like Creole at all. I can, but not when I'm told to do it. Like it just has to come out. I just have to want to do it. But if someone says say this, I'm like, nah, man, I can't do that. 
Guys, can I ask? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Am I frozen? No. No. That's so weird because you lot are definitely frozen. I'm <laughs> frozen right now. You've been frozen for like the last five minutes. Huh? So oh, you saw no. me get up and leave? Yeah. That's jobs. All right, cool. That mouth. It's recording on your end, not mine. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, <laughs> do you know what else I wanted to talk about as well? Um, so obviously, like since the war, yeah, we've had mm-hmm. other kind of like tragedies and situations, yeah. So knowing what you know now, what advice mm-hmm. would you give to a young person? that's either in Sierra Leone and maybe they've like gone through the war or maybe like they witnessed maybe like the mudslide or maybe they was around during the whole Ebola situation. What would your advice be to, you know, a young person or maybe just anyone now, like knowing what you know now? I would say um, no matter what's happened in life, everything happens for a reason. And if you're still here, you're here like, You've got a purpose, that there's something Guys, that you're meant to do. Can you hear the dog? I yeah, thought it was mine, but mine's sleeping. Oh, God, you have I'm a so dog? Sorry. So oh my gosh. So sorry. Why? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, because I feel like it's this in, anyway, I'm sorry, sorry. I thought it was sorry. in your house, you know, at first. I thought it was yours at first, and I thought, wait, uh, mine away, but it's not mine. man. Anyways, apologies. You have a dog. Ew. <laughs> it's a puppy. Okay. It's a puppy. It's Puppies cool. are cute. Nah, I like them. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest issue when I go to Lynn, boy. But they don't have your time, so it's all right. Yeah, true. But yeah, sorry, Fode, that was my fault. Sorry for interrupting you. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, everything happens for a reason and everyone's got a purpose. So if, like, I don't know, there was a, like, the Ebola thing, if you survived that, there's always... It's a reason for you to survive because the people that did pass away, obviously God wanted them to pass away and wanted you to survive for something. So this is why when people, when something bad happens and then people are angry all the time and then they're all emotional and then they start doing drugs or going off, off the rails because they're just angry at the world, they're basically letting, they're basically making God feel like, he made a mistake from letting you survive because you're not doing what he kept you here for. He could have kept someone else, but yeah. he kept you. Yeah. So, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And this is why I don't... Because so many people passed away in my family as well, it's really bad to say, but it doesn't affect me anymore because it's just normal now. It's like, I guess it was their time. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like I'm waffling. You're not waffling. Stop it. You're not. Stop doing that. (laughs) Believe in yourself. Believe in what you're saying because what you're saying is going to help someone right now. What you're saying has helped me and Fiona. What you're saying is going to help someone that's watching the podcast. So please don't ever think that you're waffling. If you was waffling, I don't think this podcast would be happening right now. This episode would be happening. So you're not. Oh, for free. It would not be happening because people (laughs) waffle. Ooh, Honestly, like you've done a lot of educating, and that's why, like, I really do want you to just believe in what you're saying. If you feel like you know, anxiety, you're getting that anxiety, find a way to deal with it because I feel like once you conquer that, literally, mm-hmm. like, the sky's your limit. The sky's your limit because you've the got, a, got a story. Limit. I thought he was gonna start no, saying, that is not his limit, Ashra. Yeah, not even the sky, exactly. Not Why? even dying. God, 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 God has kept you alive for a reason. That's what I think, anyways. God has kept you alive for a reason. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is... And it's so crazy because you're only 22. I actually thought you was older. I look older. older. I look, wow, do I look older? It's not that you I mean, look you older. You've got loads of facial hair. Yeah, facial hair. But I, I just thought, because as soon as you said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I went through this, I just automatically, I was just thinking, oh, maybe he's like... Maybe late twenties or something. Mm, I know. You're not, you're 22. Look, I'm a twenty-two. I'm a young G. Yeah, young G, man. Young G. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, so yeah, moving forward, what's the like what, what's the plan? So you're talking about music and what's what's going on with that? 
What type of music do you make? I, I just make beats when I'm not doing my dissertation, you know. I just I just do it as a hobby. It started off as a hobby, then I started making beats for people, then um people started liking my stuff. More more in America though. And then I ended up getting signed to someone in New York a couple of weeks ago. Oh, guys. Oh, what do you mean? Excellent. This is actually our own, like, I would say but, look, but I feel like it's going to do something. Guys, look at this shoe. Look at this shoe. Look at this shoe. You should turn your situation around. You see? Don't dwell in it. Don't. If that's Even one thing I think. Maker, there you go. Fine. That's one thing I think people should take away from today's episode. Do not dwell in your situation. All right, so if you yeah, can't for it, it Hmm? Like how like so okay, how did that come about? So you get signed, what type of beach do you make? Yeah, all of that. Um well I just used to what I do actually when I go on Instagram, a lot of people there's a lot of artists out there that are good, but a lot of people ignore them because they don't have a lot of followers or oh, because true. no one knows about them. So I actually DM those people that only have like four hundred followers. 600 followers, 20 followers. And I send them my beats because I feel like I can see potential in people. So I send them my beats. They make a song. It sounds good. They share it. They become more known. And then they remember me being the guy that was there when they were nothing. And then they tell their contacts who made their beats in the past. And then they all came to me and then they all, they actually approached me and asked me if I was willing to sign a deal with them and it's a really good deal it's like all I do is make a beat they give it to someone and then they do all the hard work I just make the beat they find someone to use it I just get 80% and just chill wait you get what? 80% 80%? yeah just I make the beat they give it to someone and I just <laughs> do what I want in my life wow well done that is really good <laughs> I was just thinking, wait, Don't why did I have to me? No, that's me. So what what type of what 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 are the beats that you make? What's that? What genre? Um I can I could show you one if it's clear enough. Yeah, do it. Yeah, that's clear I make all types to be fair, but I like to make chilled beats because obviously when I used to be depressed, I'd make a beat to express my mood. Mm. Can you hear this? Oh, I like this. I like it. Oh, yeah, I can play the piano. Oh, oh thanks, thanks. And I had to play the piano and the drums and I was learning the guitar as well. So I just basically let my feelings out and in my music, mm. really. A lot of my beats are just chilled. Like, they really relaxed. They're not... I can't make drill beats. I can't make Afro beats. I just make chilled. Do you know yeah, what... Yeah, like, we did that. Yeah, like... Do you, know, do you know what I like? I was going to say that it's different. That's what I like about it. Like, when I first heard it, I thought of Garage. I'm not going to lie. Like, that first couple of seconds sounds like Garage. But like a <laughs> like a 2020 take. I like it. Oh, I made a Garage beat one time, actually. Yeah. I wanted to send it to a couple people. I wanted to send it to Georgia Smith, but I couldn't contact her, so I couldn't. I just kept the beat, to be honest. Keep pushing, then. Honestly. Oh, George Smith, if you're listening to this, I think you know what you need to do, babe, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need to ask you love. Like, <laughs> please, please, like, for he's got a beat for you, yeah? It's going to take you to the next level, mate. All right. If you don't take it, then you're playing your song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No, but to be fair, that's not my main focus, though. Music isn't my focus. It's what just is? a hobby. Um, well, I'm obviously studying history and economics, but... I want to get into finance and another thing is because growing up with my mum being always getting herself into debt I feel like I wanted to be like a financial advisor slash accountant because being at uni and stuff by myself I knew how to budget like a lot of people that was, I had a friend who spent his student loan on an iPhone and forgot he had rent to pay 
Can I just chime in? That's that's very normal for idiots. Sorry. Wait, I thought you said it's very normal for students. No, for idiots. For oh, idiots. <laughs> Do you mean as in he bought the iPhone outright? Is that what you mean? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. As I'm if sorry. he didn't have rent to pay. You can't do that on contract. Or pay, your rent, or pay your rent first and then... Pay your rent. Pay your rent. Wow. Rent of four days. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really stupid. Yeah. It was. And That's he was actually struggling. Thing. Like, he's had to sell the phone because it was second-hand now. He got less than what he got for it. He got, like, £300 pound less. Guys, don't sell the iPhone. No, 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 sorry. Guys, don't go and buy your iPhone with your student loan. If Unless you have money to do that, then you can. But even yeah, but do it, don't, don't be dumb. Don't. You'll regret don't things later on. <laughs> don't do it. I thought that you got You should sing on one of my beats. Did you hear yeah, that? Was, you sing <laughs> Opportunity like that. Because <laughs> I got some songs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we just walked around, got scared there. <laughs> let, me just, let me just text them real quick. Sorry, sorry about this, guys. It's all right. No, this is not cool. Wait, is this the friend that spent the money on the iPhone? No, this is just, this is just like a friend of mine. That, um, she's just going through something and was speaking last night, but she fell asleep. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you're, you, you give off more than you chew. I mean, is that the word? What I'm trying to say, you. Wait, what? You, I don't know what that's saying. Give yourself accolades, bro. That's what I'm basically trying to say. Yeah. Give yourself yeah. more accolades. Yeah. You, you seem like you've got a big heart as well, man. You obviously. I try. I try. I think you should continue that for there. I think you should explore whatever you need to explore and find what you yeah. can use. Do it. Your experience and see how you can help others with it because you're evidently capable of doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think no, I, I, I always do that for people. I just feel like it's always good to help people out. Like a lot of my friends always call me, they can call me at whatever time to talk about their problems. My ex didn't like it though because obviously my female friends would be FaceTiming me at like 2 a.m. crying about something and I would obviously answer. But yeah. I just thought. I needed to be there for my friends, and but she understood at the time that them my friends. But I just always got to be there for people because if if no one's there for them, then what's going to happen to them? Like someone needs to be there for them because I I would want someone to be there for me. That's a good way of looking at things, man. Because right now our society is really crap and selfish, and all we do is think about ourselves and what's in it for us, and actually that's not getting us anywhere. That's actually making us more sad. Sure. You want to treat people the way you want to be treated. It's as simple as that. Sound a bit quiet, by the way. You have to treat people the way you want to be treated. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You, know, you continue to lead by example for them because you're you're one of the real ones. Oh, you're making me blush, bro. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. But yeah, like you know, obviously with your beats and stuff. If there's anything that you need us to share. Shout out us like we got you. We got uh, you. I'll do that. Um, do you guys charge for promotion then? We charge fifty pound per post. That's cool then. I can't believe if I ever have something. That. Don't listen to her. She's joking. No, yeah, because <laughs> I feel like you can't. Not, well, 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 yeah, we're, we're not, not there yet. Promotion, bro. We're not nah. there yet. Uh, but even though, like, you guys are cool and you guys are my friends now, I'm not gonna uh-huh. do stuff. Like, I'm not gonna expect stuff for free because at the end of the day, people still got stuff to do. People got rent to pay, bills to pay. So when a lot of people want stuff for free just because it's from their friend, it's a bit. Look, I'd rather a friend offered it for free than me just assume it'll be for free. I like Friday. You're a good you. You really Listen, are. We're not charging you for nothing, man. No. That? no That's not the point of what we talk. is a community to bring people together. Yeah. And we're not here to charge people to do that. This or is not matchmaking. We are here. But if you don't charge me, I'll at least give you my staff discount at Body Shop. If you guys ever want anything, just oh, give me a routine and all of that. Like, oh, yeah, man. Get, get your skincare, get your body care. <laughs> 
But yeah, so speaking of like music and stuff like that, so Fode, we actually have a section of our podcast that is called Big Up You. So that's where we literally just big up anyone that's doing it big in the Solonian community. So Phil, take it away. So the Big Up You this week is my brother, Faze, who just dropped his single on my way. So make sure you're streaming it on all platforms. It's um, a very social media. So for that, I think you will like it. Huh? Social media, social media. So his social media is phase official. It's phase with an F X Z E official. His song is called On My Way. It's on Spotify. It's on all of them. Make sure you're listening to it. It's a vibe. Use it for promotion. Make a mm-hmm. makeup video. Do whatever you want. Do a dance to it. We don't care. Just <laughs> Listen to the tune. It's lit. It's one of his best songs, I think. So make sure you are checking that out. Spade official. Phase. You have a snippet of it. Oh, let me play it for you, shall I? Might as well. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Is it bad man that is not already on my thing? You need to download it. I'm doing it now. Good. <laughs> I like this. Make sure you follow him for this. Yeah, I like this a lot, man. This is a vibe. Yeah. Like that. But this is yeah. something about driving a car, you know. I'll play this in a car like a hundred times. It's definitely for that purpose, you know. Yeah. Sunset going down. In the summer as well, you know. Oh, it's a Where's vibe. On your way to your quarantine bay. That man, lockdown man, you got social distance man. No, no quarantine bay visits. Please, social distance where? Listen, oh. guys, stay you know, home. You know, I argue. <laughs> no, I I'm argue not disputing it. We should stay home. But what I'm saying is, everyone's full of shit <laughs> because everyone's out. Everyone is out. Everybody. I didn't even want to go to Tesco. If I'm honest with you, my not, grandma actually had to force me. I'm not doing it because that cute is unruly. Like I'm not doing it. I really have. No, mine's not that cute. I just don't want to go outside. Don't go outside. If you've got anxiety about, it, if you feel like it's not something you want to do, just don't do it. Yeah, but really, truly, like there's a lot of us that's living life on the edge. I'm partly one, the, but I'm like, night, so it doesn't count. Me. You know, you can't get coronavirus at night. No, come on, man, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. Yeah, Fiona's views are her own. All right. Oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> are so cute. <laughs> Yo, you look hard to guys. Stay away, stay home, please. But yeah, stay home, you know, watch TV, watch Netflix, yes. eat lots of food, play The Sims like I have. Very sad life. But yeah, guys, it's been a really, really good episode for they. Thank you so much. Like we appreciate thank you for you. having me. Like I feel like we've we've got like a little brother and a little brother that we've just made on this one episode so thank you so much and <laughs> I really hope that you know everyone has learned something from this 